Here's a place where all of us can be safe. Our stories of transformation can be safe, and all the things we want to research are safe here. This is Safe Space with Cheyenne. I'm really excited you're here, and I hope you stick around for a while, because I've got a lot to show you before I leave Earth. I love you guys. Hello, hello, hello. <clears throat> Mic check. Are you there, my friend? Are you there? Hey, guys, welcome yes, back I to am. the show. Yes, and I have uh, a pretty badass guest. I'm not even going to lie. I had so much fun talking to him on like the pre, like meet and greet is kind of what I think about it. But me and Grandmaster Bay were so excited to record this episode that we thought we were doing it yesterday. And we were, <laughs> we were messaging each other and we were being like, hey, you ready for tomorrow? And then I was like, oh, man, I got to wait two days to talk to you. Damn it. So here we are. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Grandmaster Bay. I'm so excited oh, for no. you to join us and tell us all the wonderful things you're doing and obviously how you got into your work. But uh, I just want to say welcome to the show, and I'm so freaking happy you're here. Yeah, man, I'm glad to be here, too. Yeah, I was I was so excited yesterday. I was like, well, the day before, I was like, yeah, you ready for the morning? Yeah, you ready for this? I ready? And I was like, oh, dude, we have like two days. <laughs> what, I know, I know. What are I we doing living in the future? Man, yeah, I was juiced. I was very, very juiced. I, I'm excited, you know, to talk about it because you got good energy, so... And the conversation just flew very, very nicely. Plus, I think we'd be diving into uh, similar things. So, <laughs> Very true. Energy yeah, work yeah, is yeah. one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, and I know there's like plenty of energy modalities out there, right? Like there's not just like one way to do it. But my favorite thing is truly understanding we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So like lately, right, um, I think you'll like this. Hope you will. Uh, I picked up a book the other day that said, after the ecstasy comes the laundry. So it's written from kind of like a Buddhist standpoint where they teach you after you have an awakening, however you get to your awakening, whether you are dick punched from the universe like I am, or maybe you're slow cooked into an awakening like other people I've heard. But then they talk about how to integrate your awakening back into being a physical being with knowing you can't go back to the way you were after you woke up. So mm. I've been needing to read books like that because I'm like, what the hell do I do now? I'm I'm going to a supermarket acting like not my old self anymore. I'd be reading, you know, you, you reading can't labels. And, yeah, <laughs> when you know, you know, and you're just like, God, I'm... I don't want to be like, I'm so weird, because now I think, you know, everybody else that's, like, poisoning the shit out of themselves is weird. Like, oh, it's fine. My body will take care of it. Nah. But it's weird, dude. It's absolutely yeah. weird. Like, what were you doing before you started getting into, like, wanting to teach breath work and, like, inner balance, shadow work, energy work? Like, what were you like, and what did mm -hmm. you view all of this stuff before you actually got into it? That's a good question. So I say, let me start with the how I viewed it first. Um, how I viewed it, I probably didn't say it, take it as um, serious as now, as far as in always knew it was real since I was little. You know, I, I had my little experiences, uh, with energy work. I was big in the cartoons. I think Dragon Ball Z and Power Ranger got me started. Like I told you before, you know, I was like in second grade and. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so that's kind of where it started, but I started taking it 
probably more serious around 10th grade, 10th and 9th grade. I got into a sociology class. Um, I grew up in Oakland. I'm from Detroit originally. Um, so I grew up in Oakland. I was in this class called trying, this trying to uplift my folks. So it's basically a, a sociology class, but it dived semi into metaphysics as well. And that's kind of where I started to um, take the approach because one of our instructors was introducing us to meditation, yoga. Um, so it was like the first place where I, I was starting to get actually trained or actually to kind of get the um, semi-basic skills, you know, uh, or basics into it, you know. And from there, I kind of just started diving in deeper and deeper. I started getting infatuated with books, especially Tai Chi. Tai Chi, martial arts, um, and anime. It was it was probably the trifecta of, you know, things that kind of just started to bring things together. And then also around that time, I'm a little, I'm a little, little older. I graduated in 2007. So, yeah, I got a lot. I'm a little, <laughs> got a little age. in 2007. <laughs> we ain't far apart. Oh, yeah. See, see, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'm still young. If anybody tries to tell me I'm old, I'm like, no. No. Big punch, you know. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. I feel good for 32. I feel I don't good. know. Maybe it's because of the gray hairs. So many gray hairs popping up. It's just wisdom <laughs> popping out, honey. That's all that yeah. is. I'm like, ooh, man. The 34 feel like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... but so around that time, um, you know, I say, because, you know, you, you was in, you graduated around 2009, you remember around that time period what things was like with the trends and whatnot. And I will say that um, there wasn't as much information about it, how it is right now, but it was still light, um, light things out there with a lot of books. I know Montauk Chia was taking off a lot. Um, it was a, a other spiritual teachers that were doing pretty good, but it was the Tai Chi um, books that I started getting into. A lot of the Taoism, and I believe because the correlation was so connected heavily to the animations that I was watching. So it was like everything that was happening in the cartoons, I was seeing it or reading it, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's more legit than what I was thinking. I was it was like the thoughts and the theory becoming more concrete, especially when YouTube came out or think what well, I seen something on YouTube and it, YouTube was in its early stages. Then it was something with a man called, um, John chain. They call, um, dynamo Jack. It, it was the video, one of the earliest videos of him. I think it was an early recording from the late, late eighties, early nineties. And I had seen him do something that I had only seen in the cartoons. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's real. I knew it was, I knew the energy work and everything. It was more, it was more um, concrete than how it was just being presented in the cartoons. And then at that time, too, Marvel in DC uh, cinema was also starting to take off. So you have a lot of these movies that was being put out that was, um, a lot of heavy metaphysical uh, ideas and concepts were being pushed. They were starting to, it wasn't as big as the Avengers and where Marvel is right now, but she was seeing the foundation being laid and you were seeing where they was going with it, you know? So I guess overall, long story short, I, I just kind of 
got um it was cartoons that class and just my little experiences that kind of just took it to a, a whole different level and me just actually practicing because you know someone could tell you about something and you can see it you know watching it but there's no experience like when you do it yourself when you do it yourself and you have even if it's something like a little fraction of something you're like oh you know oh, it's just enough. Like that subtle energy is the best way that yeah. i can describe that when you say that absolutely i had that moment too but my logical brain really wanted to kick it out real quick i was like mm, you made that shit yeah. up See the logic because the logical brain or your I I, I want to say it's more of your matrix brain, you yeah. know. It's uh, the brain that develops um from when you I say maybe four or five, you know, your imagination is still heavy, but the world and uh society has started to impulse like push things on on your brain, you know, and they tell you like, ah no, that's not real. Or oh, that's just a movie. Or oh, that's just imagination. Or, you know, oh, start, they'll think you're weird. <laughs> right, you know, and start uh, compartmentalizing. You know, yeah, and trying to categorize. So for a child or for someone you know who's still developing, you are taking that and you are putting it in its place, and you are separating it the reality from reality because you're in that stage where it's such a blurred line. You know, things that's. Um, like you, you have a daughter, so I'm pretty sure you, you know, like when she playing with her dolls or she outside, it could be a backyard for us, but she see a, a vast forest, you know, and depending on what point of view you're looking from it from, you know, if you was a, a spider or, or ant, it would be a vast forest, you know? So it's, it, it's, I don't know, it, it makes you think about things differently and it's more your, your perception. And once you start to, um, be able to switch your perception, you know, you can start dimension hopping or you start uh, reality hopping because your reality may be different from somebody else's point to uh, somebody else's reality until you put yourself in their shoes and start seeing from their point of view. Now you're experiencing their reality, you know? So, very true. I know that was random, but it went all over the place. <laughs> no, that's how it should be. You know, it shouldn't, I don't want to be two talking heads sitting here being like, all right, you got 30 seconds, make it good. It's like, yeah, your answers yeah. should be long. We're talking about energy. And just the yeah, breaking yeah. down of it because I love that you, you know, you talk about the programming of the left hemisphere of the brain, the matrix brain, the reptilian logical side, the masculine side, right, the protective side. All that information is going to come through the right brain. And I always tell people, like, picture like a big bouncer on the other side of your ear because like that yeah. information comes in and, and then it like it it decides what gets to go to the right brain you know that's yeah. why yeah. a lot of creative people honestly like they smoke hella weed because yeah, it fast. relaxes that hemisphere of the brain and i always picture the right side of the brain like this super cool hippie in a dress just in a field like let it go man so like yeah, the yeah. right side, the feminine, the creative, like they finally get a chance. But in society, we are all obviously taught how to do the left brain ten times more. So when yeah. you're trying, like you're seeing this, and you're like, make it logical, like make me right. understand it from the logical, and then something just clicks one day, and you're like. This is now a part of my belief system based on this direct experience and based on this research that I've had. And that's when the doors really start opening up because now you realize 
holy shit, I didn't even know that I wasn't even using one whole hemisphere of my brain. That's right. insane. You know, like, that, and that's where my curiosity... Focus. Well, that's where my curiosity lied when I woke up and I started studying all that stuff. I was mm. like, man, how much creativity have I missed out on in, like, the last 15 years? You know? Same, but you have to get to the point to where you're even noticing it, you know? Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't even notice that, you know? Like, it's the little... The little things that make the big things and something so small as noticing that, you know, one side of your brain operates different than another time. So when are you operating with which side? Is it a certain time period? Is it, um, you know, a certain state, you know, that you have to be in? Is it a certain emotion that's connected to it? What is the driving force or the factors that determine which side is going to be used? And so it's like, then it's like, are you aware to or are you able to? mix around you know can you mix around at will or is it something that you don't have any control of you know our brains and our bodies are extremely fascinating they do so much but we don't really get um shown how to tap into it to its full potential i say we don't even get shown how to tap into it to a semi-fraction of you know like five percent really we just use the the basic instructions that we get from the uh, generation previous, you know, and most of that information was something that was kind of indoctrinated anyway. So it's like you didn't, you only got enough to kind of like, you know, just, you know, what's the status quo. You didn't really get to, to dive deep or to really push the barriers or to really discover what it is that you can do. Well, I know most of our uh, the generations before us didn't really you know, they wasn't into it. <laughs> it it well, was not like nah. It, right? Yeah. I mean they were on taboo. a whole different they were on a whole different like survival path. I love to think of like Dolores Cannon's research when it talks about like the three the three layers, three levels, three something of volunteers. I can't even think of what it is right now. But they talk about oh. how like certain ones come in to like mm. build the infrastructure of Earth. So like yeah. they're not here to wake up. They're here to, like, serve humanity in, like, this incarnation. Then the next wave, like, it was talking about, like, the Vietnam era where, like, peace and love and hippie culture and no war. Like, that came in and that was, like, a really big awakening on the planet for the collective consciousness. And then the world kind of went back to sleep after that to rebuild after all of that. And now you're seeing a resurgence of a greater percentage of awakening. And now you have more people speaking on it. And I always tell people, like, no matter what we're talking about, we're playing telephone with the divine language, you know, whether no matter what country it needs to originate in. Like, um, I had this happen because there's a there's a few Buddhist temples in town, but there's a huge one. And I saw it with Mm. Lao Buddhism. And so I called my friend that's a Buddhist and I was like, hey, I really want to go check out this temple. Um, (laughs) And I'm starting to realize I don't know shit. I don't know the shit that I thought I knew about Buddhism. Like, there's so much Buddhism. Can you kind of break this down for me? Because, like, I'm trying to respect this when I go in and observe it. And we were talking not only about, like, Zen Buddhism. Like, there's so many different types. I if I wish I had my list in front of me, right? No, it's a lot of Buddhism. <laughs> but then, it, then, like, in parentheses, it was talking about, like, the country of origin. So I was like, oh, my gosh, that makes so much sense. Because they're going to say, just like in yogic texts, it's different lineages. And I'm like, yeah. I understand lineages, but I'm also seeing, like, 
hey, when Buddhism was over here, now this is Japanese Buddhism. Now this is... Different sects. Yeah, different sects of it. And I was just like, this is so interesting. Because I know, obviously, like, Christianity, Catholicism, Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal, like, all of these breakdowns that sometimes mm -hmm. still use the same Bible. So I was kind of thinking of it like that, but they're like, no, this is lineages. This is more in, like, mm -hmm. yoga texts. Like, they're going to go through, like, different family lines, basically. And I was just like... This just kind of blew my mind, like how this whole door just opened up. But again, it came from like one, like Buddha is one person. So then you wonder all of the different translations that have come and added on to it after it. And that's kind of what we do when we even have these discussions. It's just like, I'm not the master of this. I'm not the creator of any of these things that I'm discussing, but it went into my brain and this is how I saw it. This is how mm. I experienced it. And that's Me my energy. favorite part about having them too, is I know that we've had completely different energetic experiences, but when we talked to each other, it was like, whoa, dude, you that happened to you? That's All crazy. Right. How do you go out in public knowing shit like that happens to people? Yeah. Let me, let me pick, I got to piggyback off of two things that you said that made me think about uh, two, two different things. One, the as far as... With the timelines you were saying, with uh, what Dolores Candace was talking about, the three different waves, mm. it made me think about. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with stocks or metal or trading. If you ever seen these trading charts, you know how it goes up and down. Uh, I started getting into this maybe a couple of years ago, trading, and I at first it was just strictly you know to get my finances. But I see the correlation between trading and energy more than anything else because the way the markets move up and down is the way how energy flows. When energy flows, it's uh, it's not in a straight line trajectory. You know, people think like these processes, these awakenings are just or it don't work like that. It's yeah. you know, it's everywhere, mm -hmm. and that's how it is with trading. And when you had said the three different phases that I came in, it made me think about first phase going up, and then it was a pullback as far as for the the, the peace movement came in, you know, and then it was went to sleep, and it went back again, you know, and now the second or where we are with the third wave is coming in, and it's like it went one, boom, because this wave that's coming in right now, it is to mold the system that was created before that uh, peaceful generation came, you know, because it's also interesting that you say that when you look at the different stages that America has went through, you know, from the forties on to right now, we didn't took a lot of different, a lot of different jumps, a lot of leaps and a lot of um, it's, it's been a big shift in each, in each decade compared to right now, you know, it's probably been, what what is that? Almost nine, maybe almost more than ten, maybe, maybe eight, nine. I'm not sure how many more, but around each one had its own significant, you know, its own energy that it came in with. And I believe that when it comes to semi off topic, but micro macro thing, the energy that we are going into right now from 2020, um, you know, the shift from the, the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius, you know, where we're in right now, a lot of the mentality is being outdated, 
the mentality from the previous generations and outdated like the technology is, you know, it's a, it's a similar, similar thing. And a lot of people want to bring those mentalities and the states of mind that they had into this time period and to where we going and it don't work. You know, you can't, you can't use that old Metro, you know, Nokia phone with these services right now. It's not, you know, it's not going to work like that, you know? (laughs) So I think like the technology people have to upgrade. And I think that's also with, with um, a lot of doing the work right now, a lot of doing this energy work, um, a lot of these, um, these awakenings, you know, a, a more consistent, whether it's uh, solar or global or, you know, the um, social consciousness or movements, you know, it's each one is a new level upgrading and saying, Hey, Put that old stuff behind get with the new. You know, you may take a little piece of it to mold into the new, but it has to fit the new. If you do not fit the new, you cannot, you can't move forward. You can't, like I said, you can't use that Nokia phone from, you know, 2005 right now. It ain't going to, it ain't going to fly, you know? So that was um, the first thing that I had to speak on. The second thing was um, the Buddha thing. So interesting. I had come across, and I, and I don't know how uh, how legit this is, but it made a whole lot of sense when I heard it, and also when I had my own little meditations and connections as well. I feel that uh, it's a misconception about the Buddha thing. Like, I think people think that it is, like you said, there was a lot of different sects of Buddhas, yes? So apparently there are hella Buddha. So like like as far as like the Buddha is a um it's a and this is this is it came off to me in a meditation and it was a deep 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 meditation but apparently um the Buddha is a mind it's like a um it's a Buddha mind it's a it's a state of consciousness it's a everybody has their own individual Buddha mind, like everybody has their own guardian angel or they have their own lower entity. Everybody got their own stuff, you know, their own pack that they come with. A Buddha mind or a, your Buddha mind is also one of those things that come, you know, with you. And it like connects you to the oneness. It's different than um, when you're moving up, maybe dealing with your higher self, depending on who you are, you know, but apparently it is buddhas in multiple dimensions on multiple levels in multiple parallel universes like and this is where it gets kind of wacky like you're animal going, you're speaking you like, like for example um for uh something like an ant or a spider in its own reality or its own version on higher a higher level, it would be a a Buddha for that ant or for that spider. Like it would be an angel, you know, for that ant or spider, one that deliver. As the consciousness raises up, you know, they become more aware. And the communication or for the messages of what they are putting out there is being sent or picked up by that Buddha Buddha mind, you know, of the spider or of that angel. Like how, you know, if you send a prayer, yeah, and I know that sounds like really, really random, but apparently this is a thing, you know. And I the the reason why I had said that was because of the um 
when it when it comes to doing the spiritual work and regardless of whatever the religion or whatever the spiritual system you decide to go with it's not a it's not a one thing fits all and it's not one way to the top of the mountain it's so many different ways to the top of the mountain like hella different ways you know and regardless if you walk in the left path or the right path or the middle path you can get to the top of the mountain, you know, because it's just about doing the work. So I say that to say, like, again, regardless of whatever path you decide to take, you know, you can get to that place to where your consciousness is raised up into where you are starting to work with more divine or even just higher energies because your state of awareness or your consciousness is higher. There is... Like it's like a gym, you know. It don't matter if you um, if you are. It don't matter if you're a prisoner, a politician, a police officer, or a student. If you go into the gym to exercise, you're going to exercise. It doesn't matter about your belief system. It doesn't matter about you know hey, what you decide to do with these muscles. Nothing of that matter. If you're putting in the work, you're going to get something in return for putting in the work. So I say that to say because a lot of people be thinking that um, it's just um, a light and love and holding, you know, all of that. And nah, that's not what this what this is. <laughs> just like you feel me, if you're doing all of that, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to move on to the next level because that is not just doing the work. Yes, it's good to be kind to people. You know, it's it's good to help people. But that's not only the work. You have to do the work. So, you know, I just I just wanted to say that because a lot of people, they, you know. <laughs> this conversation segueing into bypassing and what is spiritual bypassing and what is the poisoned movement of new, new age and. New age, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh. The love and light movement, which I think yeah. is so annoying. Um, yeah. it's, it's very mis- <laughs> so misleading annoying. and misguiding, you know, because a lot of people, they, and then especially because you got some people, they, whether they're waking up for the first time or whether they're in a position where they're coming from their um, religious system and the, the new age movement is pushed so heavy, you know, and it's like, as far as, like I don't know who bought the the promotions for it, you know, but, but it's just it's everywhere, like out there, like heavy, 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 and people would assume from jumping from one thing to the next thing, and you just trading one master for another master, and you ain't really you ain't really doing the self inner work, you know, or you doing you thinking that something is all gumballs and raindrops or gumballs and, you know, butterflies and rainbows when that's not necessarily what it is. Sometimes you got to weather the storm, you know, sometimes you got to be out there and get wet and look at the storm, like watch the lightning. You feel me? Listen to the thunder. It's not all sunshines and rainbows, you know, and to heal it it is really what comes to mind when you say that too. And I know like there's times where, I mean, I'll just go ahead and categorize it as shadow work or, like, purging. Like, these feelings are coming up that I really don't like feeling. I know it's a part of the process. I know I'm telling myself these are bad feelings, but I'm the one who's identifying them as bad. It's really just a part of the path, right? 
Yeah. But I yeah, but what makes you identify them as bad? Yeah, you know, like, like how did you how did you get to categorize them as bad? Over. I will grab my notebook and be like, listen, bitch, it's <laughs> been a minute. What is yeah. what what do you need me to focus on? What do I need to hear? What do you need me to pay attention to? Because I mean, outside of feeling like this, I'm still gonna have to put my mommy mask on. I'm still gonna have to put my wife mask on. I still have yeah. to, you know, do the laundry. I still have to do all of the human things and I'm honoring all of this healing stuff that I would like to do. But I also think that there's like an addiction to healing that you can get into mm. in it. And yeah. I was talking to another guest about like the rites of passage when you wake up and the things that you honestly, you have to go through and experience yourself. You can read like a million books and be like, oh, I don't want to go through that. Okay, I won't bypass. I won't do that. But I've noticed, literally, if you focus so hard on not bypassing, you'll bypass. You know, it's yeah. on. It's the weird, like, law of attraction thing, almost. Where it's your emotions. Yeah. The, the, remember, we talked about that before. Like, it, it's your thoughts are electric, but your emotions are magnet. So it's like you may be thinking about something and you putting it out there, but you feeling something completely different, and you you may be pulling it back on the the more of the negative pole, you know, more of the, uh, you, you may be uh, a negative Nancy with it, you know, and that's the thing about, you know, what I don't like about the new age movement is they don't really talk about, um, dealing with that side, you know, because you're going to get, you got to have pros and cons. You are, it's, you're going to get, uh, everything comes with everything you know you you if for example you know if you got a, a fruit tree in your backyard yeah you you got fruit you you know once it blossom it bloom you pick those fruits you eat them you know like mm, make some pie it's good but if you don't pick them or you know if you don't tend to them and they fall all over the place and they ride and they mess up your yard and then you know you get up got to clean it up you know it's a uh, abundance going to waste but you, you, you know, so it's just dependent on how you dealing with it, how you are interpreting it, you know, but a lot of people just be like, oh, yeah, uh, peace, 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 love, love, love. You know, if anything bad happens, kind of put it to the side or, or right. you know, transform it. No, you got to acknowledge it, acknowledge yeah. it, deal with it, look at it. It's something there that you need for your soul growth. You need you need the growth. It's something that you got to learn that you have to retain from this situation that you need to apply or acknowledge or just be like, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to look at things differently. And it couldn't be something that simple. But if you never want to deal with the things that you don't like, you know, the stuff that makes you uncomfortable, then you kind of just like running away. And like you said, you know, I think a lot of people. Are, are jumping on the new age movement, the love and life only because they are uncomfortable dealing or they're comfortable dealing with, or they're not comfortable dealing with uncomfortable. And they kind of want to, uh, they want the fluffy ride, you know, they want the fluffy feel good, you know, like, Hey man, as long as I'm peace, love, and light, I don't got to deal with the problems that I had or, you know, my trauma or anything. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> but they try and push it like it works like that, you know? And it's, I feel like that's, it's uh, I feel like that's, my opinion. 
man, I feel like that's like a, a spiritual assassination, you know, like it, it's like you are it's a spiritual suicide. You you like you you like you are literally not trying to deal with an aspect of yourself. You know, like people look at the shadow and they assume that it's just a negative. No, that's not it don't everything is not all good and everything is not all bad. You know, it's it's usually never that, regardless of, of, of how bad something may be or how good something may be. You're going to see pros and cons of it because everything is it's the law of one, you know? And it's like when you start dealing with these higher universal principles, you start seeing things differently. And you start, it's like, I wouldn't say go out your way to look for trouble or, you feel me, to cause yourself pain. But if you do have it that you have, you know, it's been there and it's a situation that you went through, you know, look at it and see how did it transform your life? What is the lesson in it? You know, what what is it for some people? It's the reason why they become successful. It's the reason why they make the bear, the breakthroughs. If you didn't have that painful, traumatic experience, can you honestly say that you would be who you are today? You know, it's um, what do they call it? I love movies and cartoons and, and Spider-Man, um, the little what is it? The um, Across the uh, Spider-Verse, the new one that just came out. They was talking about it's the, the hero moment, you know, or it's um, it's a it's a, a, a critical moment that everybody needs. You know, certain stuff that, you know, is just what elevates us. It, you know, it's the make or break moment and. For some people, if you don't get that make or break moment, you may never get to really push yourself to be who you are or who you should become. You know what? You came down here, you incarnated to this vessel to really do. You don't know if it's a little thing or if it's a big thing. You know, everybody not here to save the world. You could just be something, just somebody that's acknowledging something that happened to you and you tell your story to somebody else. And they save the world because you told your story to them. You never know how these things work, you know? So, yeah, the new age is, ah, they hurt me. <laughs> that is such a great way to think about it, though, too. Especially, I mean, storytelling is how I've learned. Just sitting and listening to people and them giving me, like, little golden nuggets of themselves. Mm -hmm. And half the time they don't even realize it, right? Because they're just telling you know, a story that they've lived, they don't, they can't really see it from that outside perspective. And yeah. I mean, from a young age, I have absolutely enjoyed sitting and having, we call them campfire talks. Cause you know, mm -hmm. you about to get deep if you sit around a campfire long enough, especially with the right people. Um, yeah, true. And so many, <laughs> I mean, so many of the social interactions, they really were like surface level um, for the most part, which isn't a problem. I know that I've struggled more with that since the awakening because I've had such a attraction to deeper knowledge, you know, things with like substance, I think is the best way that I could say it. But still at the end of the day, like even just talking about someone's life, how they grew up, what what what's nostalgic to them now? Like, for instance, my grandma I had um I love going and listening to her stories when she was alive and she told me um she lived by like I think it was the Illinois or the Mississippi River I can't remember I think it's the Illinois River um but they would row their boat out to the main canal in their little pretty dresses back then and they would wave at all the navy boys 
on the boats as they were leaving, and they'd be like, hi, boys. And then they would row, <laughs> row their boat back to the shore. And just hearing that and, like, being able to picture it, and, like, that was so fun for her. Like, that's, they're like, we weren't supposed to do that, you know? And, like, you're not going to go to grandma and be like, grandma, you need to wake up, all right? Like, you don't even know. Like, there are people, they really do just come in for a certain job, a certain lifestyle, a certain whatever. And I'm not, like, I don't want to be like, not everybody came to a sun and be enlightened. Um, but it just hits people differently. And I know that there's, like so many more types of awakening. Like I know there's people that have been baptized and have felt the Holy Spirit in their body. You can consider that a rebirth or awakening as well. They've obviously went down the path to follow the King James version of Jesus Christ is the way that I would like to say it. But at the end of the day, that's so much soul evolution and since there's an ignorance and higher self and oversoul, and we've been taught, like, this is all we are, right? This is all we get. Like, you just get to be Grandmaster Bay. I just get to be Cheyenne, physically incarnated. And when I'm done, I'm done. And if yeah. I'm good, I get everlasting life, whatever that means, in heaven with all my past loved ones. Or if I don't do good, then I'm fucked. And right. I can't really subscribe to that now, especially like when science is even getting into frequency and vibration, vibration, dimensions and densities. And I mean, don't even get me started on like alien contact, but it's still really hard for me to subscribe for that. But I also have really tried and continue to try to just observe and don't attach other people's beliefs and wonder like why do you believe that I mean that's why the safe space is here because ultimately I think I'm so curious of like how like what is God what is source what is creator to you why do you believe that have you ever questioned why you believe that most people haven't yeah most people never ask that question to themselves they're never they they would not go against their foundation or what they have like since they've been little, no, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even contemplate on it. the The only way that they have those moments, and again, this is what made why I said you know those uh, traumatic experiences. Why you know sometimes they be they be the gift is because when the traumatic, scary, spooky uh, things that happen that make people be like, man, I don't know what to do. You question everything, then you know yeah. everything gets questioned, and then you start to reorganize, and because you are having a, a emotional moment, you know, and for some people they'd be like, "Oh, that's ludicrous," or "Oh, that's um, you're acting irrational," but that moment is probably your most logical moment, or your you are going to be in the most logical mind frame than you have ever been because you are detaching yourself from your belief system. You are detaching yourself from um, the things, your foundation that you have been given, and you are, are now questioning everything. And when you start to question everything, you start to seek answers. And when you seek those answers, then you can decide to keep or to give what you what you don't like, you know, or you keep what you like and what fits for you and you let go and release what doesn't, you know, but if you never ask the question, you never you never swapping out, you know? 
And most people, they operate on a, um, I feel like they operate in stages. Like, I think it's, I think, honestly, it is, um, I feel like it has to do with your, the, the time period that you're born in and um, the energy that you're born under. But it also may be, I mean, well, it's it's a multiple, it's hella different factors. But you got the the time frame, the um, what things are enlightened or or aligned. Then you have your own individual soul contract and your own uh, soul evolution. Then you have your genetic line um, that plays a part, you know, um, physically, mentally, you know, or on a spiritual level or uh, more on a uh, biological level, you know, so the things that are passed on genetically, uh, like epigenetics, you know, trauma in your DNA. is a huge, huge freaking factor in waking up and just bringing that right stuff into your awareness. Holy shit, I love yep. when people bring that up. But as soon as you brought it up, yes. I was like, beep, 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 stop, because, stop, because stop, stop, yes. the work that you're doing, you're passing on to the next because it's already in your DNA. So you're doing the work. You may not complete the task, but you're passing it on to the next generation for them to start doing work too. You know? Did you feel like that when you had your kids though too? Like when oh, you had your yeah. little girl, like was what did you already understand like epigenetics, generational trauma, and starting I, that healing and then when you had her, you were like, Ah oh, shit, I wish I had figured I knew, that out before I had her. <laughs> I knew a little I knew I knew a little bit about it. I knew about um like how it worked, but I didn't. I didn't really dive deep into it. Like, or I'll probably say I didn't really get a real, real great understanding of it until maybe uh, January of this year, or I say maybe like December. That's when I started really, really, really diving deep into how it really works and passing on trauma and how. Uh, and because I, I started looking at it as. You never look at one thing just as one thing. It's not just a physical thing, you know. So the way you will pass on physical traits, you know, you can pass on um, uh, ment- um, mentalities or certain thought processes with the foundations that you give, you know. Um, but then there's two different ways to pass it on. One, you pass it on from a practice. Like, for example, you your daughter is born from as soon as she come out the womb and you are implying or implementing those things and practice foundation, you passing it on in two different ways. It's in your genes, but it's also in her environment and in her daily routine. So it's being engraved. Another way you could pass on just straight through the work that you did and is just straight in the genes. And if she starts to do, do something that is uh, similar or connected indirectly or directly to that thing, then it'll unlock, you know, um, you could pass on skills. You know, if you're a barber or if you're a painter or you play the piano, you do that every day, every day, every every day, every day. You know, for example, like um, an athlete, Steph Curry is great. His brother is pretty good too. But their dad was, you know, also in the NBA. So it makes it, it's not a coincidence, you know, that is like, ah, eh, yeah, you know. <laughs> so you passing it on like that. Um, then you also have. Um, is certain certain gifts, but also certain things with um different entities. You know that passed on epigenetics. If you do something, uh, maybe you do a contract with an entity or with a being, or you know, 
working with uh, element or working with something and you establish uh, a strong generation, you passing it on because you established that. That's why for um, some ancient, some ancient tribes that have like a certain, uh, a certain, um, a certain sigil, a certain totem, a certain thing that they working with that they've been passing on for generation, 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 and everybody in the bloodline is connected to it. Whether it be um, for some, it's um, dealing with certain animals, you know, whether it be the crow, the, crow, the raven, the owl, um, it could be jaguars, whatever the animal, some is um, it's actual um, like natural elements, like uh, dealing with the water, you know, or, or dealing with a certain river. Or some dealing with storm, storms and tornadoes, you know. Um, it, it depends on what it is that you decide to do that contract with. And when you establish that contract and you reinforce that contract over time, practice, ritual, then you putting in that energy, you are playing a ping pong, a weave game, you know, a weaving ping pong game back and forth. The threads, the energy threads is getting stronger between the two. So even though you may... Um, you may leave this realm when you pass or when you move on to the next. The thread is still there. It's still attached to your DNA, your energy frequency. So because your child, your grandchild, or so on still has that energy thread, you know, it is a established uh, relationship already. Like, for example, if your dad and uh, somebody in, let's say, uh, New York, you know, they are the best friends. Y- y'all may have played as children, you know, and you don't even remember. Ten years later, you know, y'all end up going to the same school. And y'all like, man, we, 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 we just ride together for some reason. Ten years later after that, you're like, man, yeah, this is my best friend, you know, like, or, or you know, real good friend. I haven't seen you in years. And then you see uh, y'all meet each other's parents, and they're like, oh, you know, we know each other. And like, what? You know, it's random. But the relationship has already been established. So the rapport is already there. It's easier to work with, you know? And I think um, people may not be aware that the as above, so below thing applies to many things, you know? Even something as little as, as that, you know? And your DNA has so much in it. And because you know, like you you have what uh two parents, four grandparents, eight great grandparents, and so on and so on. Each one of them had their own personalities, they had their own skills, they had their own thought process, had their own way of doing their finances or doing them with their social life, their own spiritual practices, everything. When you get a piece of that and their greatest strengths as well as their weaknesses and their flaws, you know, and it just comes together for you. And depending on how you live in your life, you are going to be um, you are going to wake up to certain skills or certain traits or certain habits or certain things, depending on what is done in your environment consistently and what like your, for example, what does your parents do and how far is that thing from their from their parents? You know, like if if it was something like a sport, for example, and you third generation you probably going to be really, really good at that sport, especially if they started you from when, like, you started crawling or when you started walking. They're keeping up that tradition, you know? So, that's yeah. So amazing. That's amazing. What a great freaking answer. <laughs> great. Thank you.
I was just <laughs> let it go. Okay, so let's get into the services that you obviously offer. Like if I come to you and I want to work with you, um, how are you going to like one make me feel comfortable being like, hey, I want to come to you and work with you. Here's my shit. Right. <laughs> I found this. I want to fix this. Um, I'm not stuck with these characteristics of my personality. Um, do you walk them through like breath work, um, shadow yeah, work? Perfect. Like how kind of run down the process for me. Okay. So um, personally, my focus is on energy work and breath work. That's like my, I feel like you can get a lot of things rolling with just those two alone. Um, but for every individual is different, you know, I have to, I'll make profiles. So I, I take a lot of my experiences from working in the traditional medical field and kind of bring it over um, to doing the energy work, but I just apply it differently. So um, I would have to know. And then for sometimes when I'm making my profiles, I ask questions to where it may not necessarily be directly related but I will show you how it swings around to the connection later. So um, depending on what it is, the issue that you're trying to work on, or for some people, it's not really an issue. They just want to gain more. You know, they want to do more spiritual work. They want to evolve uh, more energetically. So um, breathing exercises, energy work, um, definitely the shadow work. got to, if Regardless, if you are trying to gain something, you, you don't really feel like you have an issue or if it, you feel like you do have issues that you need to work on, diving into the shadow um, or diving into the subconscious and the other things because it let me know what kind of skills, what kind of gifts you have, um, what kind of path you should be on. And then after we have a the plan or we gather the information of what it is, then it's different. Uh, it's actually applying it, you know, physically. So is different routines or different things um, to do that will help you get to where it is that you are trying to get to, you know, but it all depends on the person, you know, it's, there's no results guaranteed by me because it all has to do with the work that you're willing to put in. You know, I feel the more comfortable you can be um, being uncomfortable, the better you will. Because for most people, they want to deal with their trauma, but they're not comfortable touching on the subject. So it's like, mm, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I'm uh, going to go deep in this right now. You know, like feel it to heal it. You have to, you know, and then it's like, um, for a lot of stuff, it's like, don't think that, is going to, it's, it's a, just a go away thing, you know, like the purpose of it is not to make it go away. It's to be able to, you know, acknowledge it and not run from it, you know, or acknowledge it and not let it control you or acknowledge it and not let it ruin your life. You know, it is just to acknowledge it, deal with it and, you know, learn from it, grow from it and, you know, move forward. It may, you may need to pass on your information or your experience or the way you dealt with that experience to somebody else, you know, or you may need to use the way that you dealt with that experiences for the next thing that you're going to deal with or, you know, have issues with. So it, it just depends. Again, I say the focus is with breathing and energy 
because energy is is all emotions or emotions is energy emotion and most people problems are emotional problems whether it's financial whether it's physical whether it's mental it's always an emotional stem so always got to target that and with the breathing it's easier to shift the emotion with different types of breathing exercises so that was my always my favorite go-to so i feel like you can you can get a lot of almost anything done with just energy and breathing and you know well you're moving again that energy and motion that emotion you're moving it through your body um, this is true. I, well, I saw a video the other day where they were talking about, like, just watch animals in nature. And they saw, it wasn't a pretty video. I was just flipping through TikTok and crazy shit popped up. But it was like, hey, watch this clip because this is going to show you how animals literally re-regulate their nervous system, like, after being attacked like that. Which, if you're attacked in whatever, you know, way that attack happens to you, it's still going to be a traumatic response. It's going to be a traumatic memory, and, like, your body's going to definitely remember that. Muscle memory. Yeah, this animal got attacked and survived, but afterwards you saw it just shake off like it was coming out of the water, shaking all the water off its fur. And they're like, Mm. just through the shaking moment that this animal does, that's how it re-regulates its nervous system. So, like, one of my favorite modalities, like, I really should study it 10 times more than what I have, but I do, like, basic tapping here. I learned it from a guest that I had, and I started doing I did it for two weeks straight just to see, like, with the the breath work that I did. I just interviewed an EFT practitioner, so you, like, start here tapping and saying certain things, and it activates the meridian lines. Um, and I've had so much fun, like digging into that, that when those emotions come up, it's really empowering that I can dig into my tool bag and go, okay, I know how to help my body. You know, there's a lot that you can do in your mind to kind of help. But as far as taking control of my body, taking back control of my body has been one of the most empowering things that I've ever been able to learn from multiple practitioners. Interesting that you guys just said that because it made me think about uh, something I was looking at um, in a book, but also um, with the energy points. So you you were saying tap on here and make you feel comfortable. You have a peep how like when um, someone is like in an office setting or, you know, so you have a supervisor or a boss and they come right over to the office and they always lay their hand on the shoulder and they'd be like, hey, yeah, good job. You know, can you do something else? You know, they, they, you see it a lot in movies and shows or, you know. So I was reading it in the book and it said how, um, I guess, apparently it's something in the subconscious where it's like it makes you more comfortable and it makes you more um, submissive, you know, from that gesture being there. And I don't know if it's the pressure on the shoulder here on the collarbone mm-hmm. or if it is um the you know the position with somebody sitting and someone standing and doing it you know i'm not 100 percent sure but when you just did that it made me think about it and i'm like okay so it's something in this area you know that if when you when it's activated and it's touched it's more it puts you in a more of a zen you know Cause I'm thinking of everything just associated with that. Even when you land like this, or Egypt or Kemet, you know that resting position. 
it's so many different things that has to do with this area and has to do with, you know, um, and I wonder if it is because of the heart area is so close to it too, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's something soothing about touching this area. Something with this area even went on the, um, like off the semi off subject, but when you're being intimate, you know, this area is always the hot spot, you know? Very so true. it's, it's like, okay. So, Zero to 100 real quick. Yes. Right. So it's something about this area, the energy or uh, the, it's something sensitive, you know, in this area that it is, it, it sends a, a, a good signals, you know, good signals, good, happy signals. And you had said about the, the Meridian lines, it made me think about the, the cartoon um, just in case anybody ever like want to look at it and see what it is, you know, it's an old show called like Naruto. You know, they used to come out um a couple of years ago or whatnot. But they go through the energy centers in the body as far as showing the meridian lines, you know, and show how it flows. And I know depending on you know like what it is that you're doing or um like for example acupuncture, mm-hmm. they do the the back of the areas but i haven't seen many places of uh, do the front areas around here in acupuncture so i don't know it just made me think about that uh those things well i think it always goes back to kind of the ignorant way that we've been taught away from our bodies and it's like oh not really understanding how deep it goes into and how we can really take care of our ourselves like we don't have to outsource all of it to everybody else. Like somatic healing's been really big as far as like root chakra and yoga's been really great with opening my hips. And like there's times where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so excited to go get on my mat. I'll put a good playlist on, you know, light whatever I want to breathe in while I'm doing it. And I'll get moving, I'll get in that flow state, and then I'll lean back mm-hmm. on my hips and I'm like <laughs> what the fuck is that like where did that crying come from emotional rush yeah it's always in the root chakra and i don't want to be one of those people that always has these lit up and then you're like oh i don't have to work on like the bottom three i don't i don't have to ground i don't have to do this you gotta gotta work on everything it's it's kind of like a weird uh spiritual delusion is what i've noticed is also around people um i've met people like in the older spiritual community too where they don't do a fucking thing good for their body and they're like oh it's okay like Jesus and, and Buddha uh, are my guide. I'm like, oh, uh, like that. no, that is, yeah. tell yeah. my, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, Man. no, you know, because, like, again, I, I do really big observe and don't attach, especially when my job is to observe all the different oh, yeah. ways that you could heal and go go back to source. But when you were talking about, like, the, the neck part, it brought up a memory I had that, in turn, like, almost, like, made – it was like a confirmation of me believing in energy work from people because they talk about the energy sources in your mm-hmm. hands and how like your heart lights up, moves through your hands. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Iron Man. Shoo. Um, but I used to hold massive amounts of anxiety in my chest and in my back. But I mm-hmm. remember always waking up in the morning and feeling like, I would say I felt like I had a boulder on my chest. And I would like, it was so heavy 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 
and I had no knowledge of any of the stuff that I had now. So I just assumed that I had like an anxiety disorder or, you know, I was like depressed. Um, mm. And I was hanging out with one of my friends one time and they just reached over to me and they put their hand like right here on me. And as soon as they touched me, I just went, oh my gosh, I can breathe. Like I can breathe in deep. And they took their hand off and then the rock came back really quick because it was hard. It was like layers. It was like armor, right? And then mm. as soon as they put their hand back again, I was like, what? What is going on? Like you have no definition for it, but you're like, I, I feel like it's melting. This feels so good. And then, um, obviously like that was just like in passing. Um, and I don't know like why it happened. I just remember they just like grabbed me and put their hand there. And I was like, wow, that's very comforting. Like it wasn't sexual or anything. It was just like, oh my God, I can breathe. Like, I wonder, yeah. I wonder how to get this off my chest. Right. So fast, that's fresh air. yeah, fast forward, like, I don't know, 10 years later, and I'm learning energy work and I'm like studying the meridian lines and emotional codes in your body and bio well and anything I can get my hands on to tie the energetic body and the physical body together and like have, you know, like, oh, my shoulder hurts. Let me go check the energetic meridian line. Let me check this. Let me check the other side too because it could be signaling something in the hip if it's pulling here. So you're looking at massage books. Everything. everything and I got a flashback of when their hand went over my chest and it lifted this boulder off of me and I was like oh my gosh so I've already had the direct experience I just have I do not have the definition for it and now I have the definition and there's no way I can deny this at this point like energy work is absolutely beautiful I think we're all vessels for it as long as we again don't get delusional in the lineages that we pick up um, yeah. The biggest bypassing thing that I've noticed, and again, I, I think it's a rite of passage and I think it's something that someone needs to notice, is you have people taking so many different certifications and courses and, oh, I'm certified this, I'm certified in this, I'm certified in this, but they have like zero practicing hours in it. They just practice it. Yeah. They just got like online whatever they wanted and they're like, hey, I'm certified and I'm able field. to do this. And I'm like... <laughs> You, if you want to be a practitioner of some sort, you really have to embody that. Yeah. You have to embody the practice yourself. If you're going to do energy work, you really have to audit yourself because there were times where like I would go out and do shows. I would have people that would book stuff with me. And then after that, I would be like, yep, shut my services off. Because I yeah. knew that I needed to like go back in and take care of some things on my end. So the people that do um like readings all the time or like full-time reiki practitioners or whatever i'm like how are you actually able to do that all of the time because maybe i'm just not as attracted to it but it's draining it's It's so draining. draining is what i have found and i really like i love understanding i'm a spiritual being just like you do and understanding you know the deprogramming and how to be healthier and you know, kind of living in the matrix, knowing, knowing what's going on, man, damn the man, kind of like that aspect. <laughs> um, but still, like, I love my human experience, right? Like, you love raising your daughter. I love raising my daughter. I like being with my family. I like going out and, like, going and doing normal things. It's just different now because I don't get to live in that illusion that I was, yeah, like, four yeah, years yeah. prior. <laughs> yeah, that part sucks. That part yeah. sucks. Yeah, I, I, I will say, um, well, first thing, um, with the 
you know how I was saying, I was like, for some experiences, if you don't have that experience, you won't have that enlightening moment. And it may be something that may be negative or something that may be uncomfortable or painful for you, you know, but it's it's a reason. Whatever it was that was on your chest, I don't know how I got there, you know, but I know that from what you just told me, it was a significant light switch that came on when they did the touch and you was able to feel it. Things changed, you know, it was like, okay, it's something that was going on here. Something else. You know? And it is so, funny to know, I would just be like, ah, that's, that was really cosmic. I remember just saying that I, I didn't think it was spiritual. I, I had no idea what energy work was at the time. I was like, that's extremely cosmic. That's all I know. And right. yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to move on from this real quick, but. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to move on. It just like uh, delayed and come up like yeah. a decade later. It's like, do you want to wake up now? You. Do you want to wake yeah. up now? And I was like, no, no. But you know, it was something that was, it was on point. And also too, you don't know how, like, I, I'm not sure of the person, you know, if you talk to them in a minute, but that, that experience for them could have took them to a, on a path to where now they've been practicing moving or working with energy like that since that moment. And how much events, you know, how much further along are they now, you know, because of that experience. We don't know how these little moments, and, you true. know, little things turn into big things and they become uh, serious, serious pivots on our path. You know, um, another thing I say is a lot of people don't really like working with the lower energies. For some reason, it's um, they're really uh, like demonized or you know it's always the negative you know the lower you know but the thing about the those energies is they are actually you have more gifts tied to those energies than the other ones and you are it's i don't know if it's because we are in this physical realm but those energies are extremely strong especially the root like the root may be the strongest energy there is, you know, like it's may not, um, again, uh, cartoons do a lot for me. <laughs> like cartoons in that. They paint so many pictures when it comes to metaphysics mm -hmm. and above. it's always a correlation, you know, certain, certain things that they just, um, never, oh, my bad. I don't know where that, why that happened. Uh, but, <laughs> um, it's certain things that they always do. So it's always in every episode or every type of uh, cartoon, mostly for anime, they have the main character. And the main character will always go through um, a self-realization moment or he'll go through a dark period, you know. And when they go through the dark period or they go through the, uh, the heartbreak or the moment when they lose control, they're always radiating a red frequency. Always, every time, every time. It never, it never fails. Every time they are radiating this red, loud frequency, and it's so much. Um, it's always a lot of anger and passion and, and pain, and you know, um, focus. You know, it's it's not just all negatives. It's a lot of pros and cons with it, but they're radiating. You know, and. Once they move on from that moment, they conquer that, you know, and it'd be from from most of the, the show. They'll be dealing with having to work on and conquering this. And as soon as they conquer this, 
they congregate usually with some kind of heart-to-heart moment or a self-realization moment or something that, you know, is like uh, it's an enlightening moment always in the heart area, you know, always having to do with empathy, not necessarily love because love, I say more up here. But when you're dealing with like just empathy, the connection to emotion, regardless of what the emotion it is, it's always right here. And then boom, they elevate and now they on super level. You know, it's, it never fails. It never fails. It's always regardless of whatever the, the anime is, it's always that you know, you know, that trajectory. And it makes me think about like real life, you know, for most people, they um, try to avoid the lower levels, you know, and uh, I think we talked about it last time, but just uh, briefly for the lower three, dealing with the red, the orange and the yellow, you know, um, the red being dealing with survival, you're dealing with just you when you were born into this world, you were born into this world by yourself. Just you. Even if you were born with, uh, you know, your twin or a triplet, somebody came first, you know. So when you came into this world, it was just you and you would bleed. So the red is there. And for most of the time in life, you are going to have problems or situations or things you want to accomplish, goals, you know, a passion that it may be other people involved, but it's really all on you, you know. It's all on you, what you want in your life, you know? So that's when you're dealing with the red. And uh, ironically, when you don't get that thing that um, you're working towards, you have a lot of fear from being a failure of not getting that thing. Most fear comes from us not having uh, what we want or not understanding something, you know, we're afraid of it. So when you move on from the self to the orange level, you are dealing with relationships, your first relationships with your parents, because they came together and brought you into this world. Um, other relationships with your children, you came together with someone and brought them into this world. So the orange area, dealing with your siblings, dealing with your parents, dealing with your children, dealing with your partners, the closest people to you that emotionally um, you feel some type of way about. You know, it's the people that can push these buttons like nobody else. Nobody else can push these buttons. Whether it's a love button, you know, when you see your, your daughter smile, you know, even after she just err you all day. Or if it's, um, you know, something that your parent used to irk your nerves with that they've been saying to you since you were little. You know, it makes you feel some type of way. But no one else has the ability to push these buttons like those people. So that's dealing with the orange area. It's the creativity or the creation energy. Or some people call it the um, the sexual kundalini energy because it is the genital area, you know. Then the next, you're dealing with the yellow energy, which is more of the ego. You, um, you're dealing with that, that alpha, like in a pack, you know. Um, once you get to a... a um, like, like I said, first is red, which is self. Orange is dealing with your closest relationships. Yellow is ego, but you're also dealing with the world. You know, you're being more public, more social, you know, um, social status. You suffer some, they rise at the, the peak of they, they feel, you know, they, they the man, you know, or the woman, you know, or other pronouns, you know. Um, but they are that person they at the top you know they know what it is that they talking about and people acknowledge it for them they got the glow they are the the alpha in the pack and for a lot of people they stop there you know like um when it comes to the the 
Um, you know, for yellow, most people want to be financially well off or they want to achieve a status, you know, just so they can project it to the world, you know. So for most people, is they there. But after you move on, before you get to dealing with the heart, you know, I, I feel it's another area, you know, uh, the Dantine area, you have that connection to um, the spiritual side. You have that connection to it being something more than just as physical. Or it could be something in nature. It could be something with the elements. It could be the animals. It could be it's something that's getting you out of the the um, the man made system that you know is everything man made as far as the statuses, the position, the the um, you know the the finances or you know the position of power financially or whatever that may be you know and when you start dealing with the the lime green I would like to call it before you get to the green you're dealing with um, it's it's the connection to the natural world. You're starting to be connected to the natural world. And after you start to be connected to the natural world, and also why I think that um, it is the Dantine, because when you are astral projecting, you know, the belly button is the silver cord that brings you back, or what they say is attached to it. That silver cord is literally two inches above where your Dantine is. So I know... It must be some kind of connection there. Um, but before or after you connect to, you start connecting more to the natural world, the natural world, like you have empathy for, or you are connecting with the animals, you're acknowledging. Then you start to get to the empathy level or what they call the heart. So now you can feel emotions. And the reason why I said earlier, it's not necessarily the love zone, you know, um, or I, or I feel like I don't know if it's. I don't think that it is. I don't. I don't really feel that that area is strictly dealing with love. I feel like you're dealing with every emotion. You have the ability to connect and empathize with someone else, regardless of what emotion it is. They sad, you're acknowledging the sadness. They joyful, you're acknowledging the joy. They uh, mad, you're acknowledging the anger. You know that allows you to connect to everything, and it doesn't matter. If it's a um, if it's a human or animal, and even I really feel when it's a strong connection and it's open, it doesn't even matter if it's it could be something like, and this is this gets a little off, but you know like if you seen a animal being abused, you will feel some type of way. If you seen a a child or a person being abused, you will feel some type of way. If you've seen a robot being abused, you get what I mean? Or if you've seen something, or it could be a tree, it could be a plant. When you've seen it being abused, you feel some type of way because you like, come on, you know, like, why are you? It's the, you are connected to it and you are realizing it's life there. You know, it's something, it's something there that is saying it should be treated a certain kind of way. That's how you know this is open. Regardless of whatever it is, you have a level of respect for it. You know, it's a, it's a level of, um, like, you're not just going to just do anything to it because you don't feel that it's real. When people, when people don't have this open or they have not started to make that, um, that connection to nature, you know, you can't, you can't even see anybody else, like, 
another man or another woman or or you cannot even see them as a, a as a person you know to respect you may you could you could just walk by him you could you, there's so many things you know that can be done on a like out of pocket messed up level because you cannot establish a connection with them if you see them how you see yourself you wouldn't disrespect them or you wouldn't cause any harm to them because you see it as yourself it's it's the 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 law of one everything is you you know so you start once you start getting here then you start moving up and you start getting into the higher levels and the reason why i said i feel love is somewhere between your crown and your third chakra because you know on the uh, color spectrum how it goes from purple and then purple kind of fade out and it turns to um it turns to pink and then it turns to red all over again so from what I've come across the crown is, is your gold area. You know, it's not really on the color spectrum map. You kind of got to find it. But what it, when it goes from the your third eye here to it's like right at the, the where your forehead line is, like it would be like wearing a tiara, you know, it's something. And I will say over the last six months to eight months, I, I've been feeling so much um, energy there when I do anything with something that has to deal with love when working with certain entities or deities, you know, or anything with the color pink. Like, it's something here, and I'm like, okay, that's not a coincidence because on the color spectrum, I see where is where and how they have it on, you know, the chakra lines. I'm like, okay, that's what I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm thinking that it, cause it's a different feeling here than just being able to feel mm -hmm. like love and empathy is is completely different like love and joy is a it's a overwhelming happy 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 incredibly like exciting uh kind of um excellency like feeling that's different than just you know like oh i like somebody or you know like oh yeah i got love for somebody it's a different kind of feeling you know that makes sense that brings up Oh, there's so many ways I could take this. So many ways, because you bring up so many good points, but especially misconstruing feelings. Like when you, I've seen the obviously root to crown chakra, the colors, but there's also an emotional color spectrum. So I find it interesting, like a lot of the, you know, lower vibrational ones that we don't want to talk about are in those lower chakra centers. But when you talked about, like, the seeing and the feeling are completely different, um, there are meditations that I like to do. Super simple. Six breaths in, six breaths out. I found, I found this from Greg Braden. And he was talking about how, like, the heart and mind need to be in line to not only connect those energy centers, but especially if, like, you have clear senses or you understand that they're activated if you would like to work on them and not have them shut down, especially in your line of work. Intuition helps because you see stuff and you want to be able to not give them the answers, but be like, hey, this is what I see. Introduce it to your intuition. It's not for you to kick it out. Yeah. But as soon as you did this, it reminded me of, one, humans are the only thing on earth that can be disconnected from their head and their heart space and survive. So, I mean, like, that's scary when you think, like, if you actually tap into your body, like, is my heart open? 
Because your heart mm. is going to be the receiver of everything that you're wanting. So if you're sitting here going, I want this, I want this, I want, oh, it's not coming. And oh, how am I going to get it? Well, one, you're vibrating at a very like worrisome, fearful, lack mindset frequency. And your heart's yeah. closed. So anything that's like coming around like a boomerang, right? It's, oh, it's closed. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go. Mm-hmm. Oh, nope. Still closed. But then. So you can't I, connect the signal. Can't connect. Like Wi-Fi. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. That's such a great way to say it. But then you were talking about all the different ways. You were basically referring to Claire Empathy. And I brought this up on our last thing and I found the page because I think this is good. Just to highlight for people that are listening, um, Claire Empathy, it's clear relating. There are several types, each of which is a base and a different chakra. Um, so this is a brief description. It is from Cindy Dale's Ray's Claire Audience Energy. And it says there's physical empathy, sensing others' physical energy in our own body. That's going to be from the root chakra. Emotional empathy, feeling others' emotions inside ourselves. That's going to be the second chakra. Mental empathy, knowing what others know. Third chakra. Relational empathy, awareness of others' relational and healing needs, which you definitely have that in your line of work. It's the fourth chakra. And then the spiritual empathy, which is sensitivity to others' spiritual desires and needs. And I think that's a really powerful one because there's so many times where unchecked desires fester like they try to take on a different identity like it's an authentic thing that you want or you need and you're working for and that's almost like the comparison between like love and lust like you think you're in love with this person and oh my gosh they're meeting all of these needs for me right and then you finally break off and get away and go oh shit especially on a self-love journey you're like that wasn't love that was lust like they were filling things in me that I did not know how to fill in myself so I was telling myself I was in love because it's like an emotional addiction to somebody because at the end of the day, you don't, not you don't want to do your own work, but you didn't know you had work to be done. Right. And I right, think that right, that, right. it's just so fascinating how they honestly like layer over each other. So I was thinking about like back in school, especially when we were younger, we had the, um, old projectors and they would have like the papers that would slide over each other. You know, mm-hmm. to like write and like, especially in science, they would have this graph and then they would layer a more detailed graph over and a more detailed graph over. And that's what I tell a lot of people. A lot of this work is it is translated differently, but between clear senses, helping your physical body, understanding your energetic body and even like up to auric field. They're just papers that you're adding more detail and more exactly. descriptions and getting more comfortable with. And I don't know if you work the same, especially with your intuition. Um, The more that I study, then like literally somebody will come in where I'm like, I just, I just learned about this and now I see it, you know, like I'm more educated now and they'll take the information that I've learned and I'm allowed to access it intuitively when I'm working with people. And I just find that extremely fascinating for anybody on our YouTube and TikTok. There it is. Get that book. It's amazing. It'll help you. It'll help you not feel crazy in a crazy world. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So we're... Me, oh, Go ahead. I was going to say, because yeah, you made me think about um, with the, um, uh, what was it? It was something that you had just said. It had made me think about something. It was with the, uh, ah, I need to, I don't want to lose it. Ah, what was it? 
It was something with, I think it was with one of the Claire's. Ah, it'll come back to me. <laughs> You're going to have to message me. You're going to have to message yeah, yeah. me. I remember, or you'll, you'll message me in a week. I remember what I was going to say about Claire Empathy. Right, right. Yeah. It was something, I'm like, oh, what was it? It was something relevant, too. Um, uh, it's going to irk me. <laughs> I it happens. They go away. You're like, it fits so perfect in the conversation. Well, we've had quite a conversation anyways. Even if I were listening in on this, I'd be like, dude, can I talk to this guy? This is the channel and the insight that you have. I absolutely love. Um, I also love your website. So I want you to tell everybody where they can find you if they would like to work with you um, in person (laughs) and online. Um, I'm at the energycoach.com. So it's spelled uh, differently than regular energy. It's I-N-N-E-R-G coach.com instead of the regular energy coach. Um, or you can look me up on uh, Instagram at Grandmaster Bay. I also have some courses um, for energy work, breathing, um, shadow work, and never giving up. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing a lot of work as far as with the energy bodies and getting the emotional control. Emotion emotions, um, emotional control through breathing and energy work is probably the focus because I feel like that, again, sees off to everything else, whether you're dealing with something physically or mentally or whatever it is, you know, when you can do that, get the breathing and the energy, you can fix most things, you know, so. The breath work is very important, and I love everything you said today. I'm so glad that we did this, and I see why we were so excited to have this conversation together. Yeah, it was on point. I like it. I like it. Well, you're welcome back in the safe space whenever you want to come back and educate us, talk to us again. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we didn't really get deep into things. We got a lot more stuff to talk about, I feel like. We do. We might have to take it off air sometimes and be like, hey, you seen some trippy shit lately? Tell me about it. Yeah, no, seriously. Oh, wait, it was something that actually was going to – it was something with the dolphins. I think we had talked about before with – the consciousness level as far as everything becoming more alert and more aware. And it was something I had just seen with the the dolphin. They were swimming, and I guess they were taking each person off one by one, one by one, and it came across this lady. And this lady, she had on bright pink, and they was assuming that the dolphin wouldn't take her because uh, she had on bright pink. But apparently after she took off, um, you know, it still wasn't, they found out that she was pregnant and the dolphin didn't want to move her like that because she was pregnant. And when they took her over to the side, the dolphin was like real um, nurturing and loving with her, you know, and real. And I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But the radiant and the energy, you know, so, yeah, that just oh, made me think about well, yeah, that. Even like body energy in your or like body language in your dogs, like you can attribute that to them reading energy or sensing it, mm-hmm. it just, it absolutely blows my mind. My, I know what my dogs need just by the way they shake their bodies half the time and look at me. I'm like, no, you don't need to go outside. You want fresh water. Cool. Oh, you want a treat? Great. You want a belly rub? But it's amazing. There's a lot we really don't know. I know we act like super advanced, like we know everything, but even like we don't know what the hell is going on in our oceans. Um, don't even get me started on Antarctica, you know, there's just, there's so much you have to come back. We just have to keep, keep talking about what we've found. <laughs> that's, that's definitely true. Yeah. Cause that's I feel cool. like most, uh, most definitely the, the, 
when it comes to animals. And I think also when it comes, that's why I was saying um, the lower three energies, your primal, your primal, more primal self probably has the strongest senses when it comes to it because it's your animal instincts. You know, animal instincts are extremely like that's where the psychic shit is, <laughs> you know. So the more you're dealing with those energies, the more you be um, you're aware of the feelings in the environment. Like a deer can feel when it's you know because the senses go together. Your hearing, especially your hearing, your smell, and your sight, you know, they all go together. So uh, when you if you ever get a chance and you practice in like um, energy work, especially with your eyes closed. When you get to the point to where you're starting to see with your eyes closed, you'll realize that sound and frequency or sound is frequency and frequency paints the picture while your eyes is closed like sonar, mm -hmm. you know, so you'll be able to see with your eyes closed based on the sound in the environment. It's like when something happens around you, you 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 will see the outline of it, even though your eyes are closed. It's it's. It's crazy, but it's real. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. When I started seeing colors in my meditations, I went to one of my mentors, and I was like, what's happening? And she was like, oh, let's talk about your third eye activation. Because I had already obviously dealt with in my awakening, but I was trying to ground myself. I, mm. I did not want to float off into the ether. You know, I was really like, okay, this happened to me. This is real okay. I didn't know that if you weren't trying to attain enlightenment, that this could happen to an individual. So yeah, nah. <laughs> it's still the craziest story of my life. But my friends, if you want to check out Grandmaster Bay, please hit the description below and you can hit connect with Grandmaster Bay. Get your shadow work, get your breath work on. And I mean, obviously, like, yeah, schedule one-on-one -on -one with them. This dude's awesome. I can't wait Appreciate to have you it. back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yes, you're coming back. I already know it. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> hey, before we get out of here, though, I have a little bit of Goose Live for you. Um, I think I checked these guys out in Kansas City with my concert family, but you know how I love me some Goose, and I love bringing you some music. So check this out, and we'll see you on the next episode. Love you all. Mm -hmm.